And I had some of my dudes that were diehards. They would wear the Firefly in meetings after lift before practice, or if it was a day that we didn't even lift, they would be wearing them in meetings before practice so their legs weren't fatigued from just sitting down in meetings. And I I'm, think that would be beneficial whether you practice in the morning or the afternoon. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I was, uh, I was a, a year, maybe two years ago, Alabama just won the national championship. And I, their Alabama football is, might be our one of our, if not the biggest user of the technology. They've, you know, Jeff Allen and his team have really, you know, done a great job, obviously. Um, but we're thankful uh, to have the opportunity to work with them closely. And so I took, I took their staff to dinner and I was just asking like, hey, where are you guys finding the most value using Firefly? I know you use a lot of them. You know, give me some of the use cases. And one of the things they mentioned was, well, Jake, we started, we had a lot of complaints from our student athletes coming to practice, not feeling prepared to practice. Like, you know, their bodies were stiff. Uh, it took them a while to warm up. Um, you know, it took them a while to feel like they were ready to, you know, ready to perform coming onto the practice field. And so we just started implementing it. We put it on our top, you know, top guys that, uh, you know, had these complaints and they'd use Firefly in their pre-practice meetings while they're sitting down watching film for two to three hours. Right. Um, you hear that, that boys at Towson fucking doing the same shit for you that they did Alabama. That's I, right. <laughs> I had you, I had you fucking back, man. I had your back. It's true though, man. Like, you know, even when I played at Sanford, right. Our, our protocols were we would, we'd come to the field house around 1230, one o'clock and we were mandatory tape, right? If you were yep. a skilled player, you were taped mandatory. And so we'd get taped around 12 and then we get into our special teams meeting around 1 30, 1 45. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. we get the field at around four o'clock. So, let me let me let me let me let me let me explain this. You're in some tight ass ankle tape with no blood flow to your freaking feet, and then you're gonna go sit down for three and a half hours. And then guess what the strength coach is doing when you're when you're taking the field? Sprint your ass on the field. You better hit the field running, right? There's an opportunity. No jog. No walking on the yeah, field. Oh, no. right? So oh, you're yeah. trying to you're trying to sprint onto the field. Yet alone, you your legs feel like you know they're bricks. So. I mean, and you know, and so I was like, well, gosh, Gorby, uh, Gorby was the athletic trainer that I was talking with. I was like, oh, that's freaking brilliant. Like I would have loved to have some type of, you know, anything, literally anything to get blood flow to my feet. Uh, they were freaking purple, you know, by the time I got to practice. So there's lots of different ways to utilize the device. Um, I mean, I think the, the best way to say it is anytime you think blood flow can help the body. Right. And we can speak about pre-practice. We can speak about post-practice. We can speak about flights, travel. Obviously, Justin, we were probably going to get into that. That's kind of been our bread and butter when teams are on airplanes or bus rides. Nobody's wearing anything on airplanes and bus rides unless you're passing around, you know, some type of compression boot or, you know, if you're sharing, you know, whatever it is. Compression maybe stock. you're having some ice. Like maybe that's maybe, the one thing. Um, like, but you're still taping that on. Like that would be like if, you're, if people are going to be like, oh, they're going to do like that would be something, I guess. Yeah, there's just there's not really a good solution. I mean, no. again, do nine hour bus rides to BMI, which nine that's, hours. So the guy that I used the guy that was at Towson um, Shinnick, who he was coming from Division two world. Like you just said, nine hours, seven hour bus rides. They used to stop halfway to move the kids. So like yeah. this is re like this fucking happening. Like oh, and he and, and it's such an ingrained thing in these coaches that have to drive that far. If you're NIA high school division two, like I said, he literally was like, oh, you know, any you know, Justin, start thinking about when we have bus trips. Like we're gonna have to stop halfway. I'm like, coach, we're talking like a three hour bus ride. Like I mean, it again. I was like, hey, we got this device. Yeah, we don't need to stop. Yeah. And I mean, three hours, like that's literally what oh. you used to do, then stop and go. So 
yeah, three hours for us was the shortest trip we'd go to. I mean, we, we'd, I mean, our trips were three, six, eight, nine hours. So you're talking about getting off a bus, you know, an hour bus ride and then going to sit in what, what do you do after you get to a hotel? You, you go to me- the, yeah, you oh, go you, meetings, you go to meetings, you sit more and then you're expected to play at 11 AM. Um, so, you know, having a device like the firefly where you can put it on the leg, it's simple. It's a sticker. You put it on the athlete's leg, you know, you're traveling four, six, eight hours, whatever it is. Another study that we have is basically showing when you, you when you pump your ankle, you're moving blood back to the heart, similar to walking. You get uh, essentially 62% of the blood flow that you'd get from ambulation or walking. You actually get that sitting down passively in a firefly. So that's a ton of blood flow to get while sitting passive. Well, you think about being on a six-hour bus ride. You're non-load bearing, right? So you're not fatiguing your body, but you're getting constant blood flow similar to a recovery walk. So, I mean, or at altitude, right? When teams are flying. You know, we have a bunch of, if, if you guys follow me, if you, if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, uh, shout out, you should, um, but, <laughs> but I've, I've been doing a couple of LinkedIn posts recently because there's a lot of men's basketball programs flying for their foreign tour. You know, there's tons of uh, basketball programs, women's and men's that are on their foreign tours this summer going from everywhere from, you know, Italy to, you know, to gosh, I saw quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Sweden. Um, so all over the place. And the, the past two posts, one was UConn men's basketball national championships. We're flying, we're flying to, you know, flying to, uh, I think Europe wearing the firefly devices the post before that was Tennessee basketball, you know, so you're talking about some of the top teams in the country that are flying international, you know, with firefly, because if they can get, you know, 20 pairs of firefly can fit in the athletic trainer's duffel bag when they get on the plane and they can pass out a little sticker for all 25 and 30 of their players and get constant blood flow. What's the alternative? There's really not one, right? You're not, you're not bringing 20 compression boots on a plane. You're not passing out 20 Mark pros on a plane. Um, so this is one of the few modalities that allows athletes to get constant blood flow and, you know, y- your whole team can recover on a flight. Um, I'll even speak uh, again towards post, you know, post practice or, or excuse me, post game, post event. When you're uh, when you're Olympic sports, let's just say soccer, you're playing usually on a Thursday, Saturday. Uh, you're you're playing, you know, about two to three games in between. You got to travel and recover. You know, you take about a two to four hour bus ride. If you're waiting two to four hours to do any type of recovery till you get back to the facility, you know, you're, you, you, you've already got all that blood sitting in the athlete's legs. The biggest feedback we have from a lot of our Olympics teams is, well, man, we can put these on immediately post game and we can take a four hour bus ride and we can get our athletes four hours of recovery before the other team is even back to the field house. I mean, it's a tremendous advantage, especially because that compounds over time, right? You know, if you if you're if you're constantly having to do these quick treatments after these athletes have been extremely fatigued and they go, go sit on a bus for four to six hours, all that blood's in their legs. They come back to the field house and then you what you practice the next day so you don't have any time to recover. And by the time they get out to practice, they're even more fatigued. Um, so I do think the recovery window, the recovery times is extremely important uh, for athletes and if you're an athletic trainer or a strength coach and you could leverage a four hour flight, a four hour bus ride and turn that into four hours of recovery, you are leaps and bounds above the other team. 
Um, and I think that's why so many of our Olympic sports have started, you know, utilizing this after every game. I know. I mean, I personally will, <laughs> like if we're on a long flight, I'd be like, or a long ride, whether it's, you know, personal or if we were doing a, a travel, I'd be doing the same thing. Cause I'm like, all right, I got to get work done. Like, let me be productive during this time. All right, I'm going to get work done. I'm a program, I'm a read, whatever. And then it's like, all right, I'm not only going to do that, but I'm going to make sure that my leg and I'll tell you what, it is crazy how my legs don't feel like you said that dead feeling from just sitting and doing nothing. And then especially like, yes, do you, that that's the thing about with athletes. It's like, look, do you have to do one extra thing after the game? Yes. You, you do have to put this on after and you, you make sure you put it on the right spot. But you know what? When you get back to the facility, you feel so much fucking better. Like, shut up. Just do yeah, it. And like that was, that was what, that was my pitch. I was like, just, just do it. Like, do try it. it. Yeah. I'm not making you. Yeah. But like when the kids that liked it did it and they're like, then they see their, like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't tired. It's like, there's a reason. Like <laughs> I have limited b words that I'm going to say. I'm not just going to say this just because like, I'm literally yeah. here to help you. Yeah. And it's, it's almost dummy proof, right? When you think about an athlete tool, you need a dummy proof modality. I mean, all you have to teach your athletes is their head. Like, <laughs> uh, you, you point to the fibular head and then this little sticker, uh, when you look at these arrows, there's an X marks the spot that goes directly <laughs> on top of the fibular head. And I get asked a lot of times, and you're going to get asked this when you're implementing it. Um, you know, this, this goes on the fibular head, which is right below the knee. Most of the time people think I'm just getting blood flow to the calf, right? I'm getting blood flow to where the, to where this is being put on. The unique thing about the fireflies, it's not a muscle stem. So you're not just getting blood flow to a certain area because of the muscular contractions. When you stimulate the peroneal nerve, even though you're putting this below the knee, you get an increase of blood flow by 400% throughout the whole leg from hip to toe. So even though it's below the knee, you're getting the same amount of blood flow in the hamstring, the quad, the glutes, everything. So just keep that in mind because that's kind of one of the biggest questions we get asked is like, well, Jay, can I put this on my hamstring? You don't need to. You put it below the knee and it works just the same. The reason why we put it on the fibular head is because where the peroneal nerve runs through the calf is where it's most superficial and where it's easy, the easiest to stimulate it um, using the, the technology. So for, for lower extremity, uh, any type of injuries, swelling, uh, you know, anything you have as far as lower extremity, you'd still put it on the fibular head. Um, now I do want to, you know, make a little caveat and, 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 and just ex ex describe this real fast because we're going to get asked this question too. What about upper extremity, right? Uh, Justin's probably going to ask that or somebody's going to ask that. Um, Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor, Team Builder. If you have any online training platform needs, Team Builder is the go-to place. Team Builder has the ability to integrate with velocity-based training tools. They have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. The patent on the technology is to be able to stimulate the peripheral nervous system safely and, and, and comfortably. The peripheral nervous system in the upper extremity, there's a couple of nerves you can stimulate. Radial, median, brachial, ulnar. Um, they're all on the arm, and you can st stimulate it via the, the firefly. Um, all of our clinical research is on the peroneal nerve, so we don't advertise it or we don't uh, put a lot of stuff out there on the upper extremity. But we do have to let teams know that it's being used <laughs> on the upper extremity because uh, – more and more teams are having amazing feedback. You know, we're, we're in 28 of the 30 MLB teams now. So we've become one of the more 
you know, adopted technologies for the MLB space. Yes, they're using on flights. Obviously, they're playing 162 plus games a year. They're flying every day. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but when we went out to the MLB winter meetings last year, we were blown away about how many teams were already using on the upper extremity with their pitchers daily. Um, so we, we did a lot of questions and, you know, a lot of, you know, searching on our end to figure out how our team's best implementing on the upper extremity. Now we're getting more and more football players. We had a lot of exposure last year when Georgia was playing in the national championship game. Um, Ron, Ron Corson over at Georgia, uh, they implemented it last season uh, for recovery and travel and all the above, but he shot me a text or he called me mid season and was asking about upper extremity placements and stuff. And I told him where to place it and, you know, kind of gave him some of the feedback teams are having. I didn't know if he ever implemented it or not until the national championship game, Holly Rowe is doing her reporting and it was the, the, the day of the game and she's reporting on what Georgia uh, is doing, you know, to, to lead up to the game. Like, how are they, what are they doing? And she goes on to say that she spoke with Ron and next thing you know, she's wearing a firefly on her forearm on television. And I'll send you the clip, Justin, so you can, uh, you could post it uh, if you want to. But basically, she's wearing a firefly on her forearm and says, I was speaking to Ron Corson, and he says they're wearing this little device called the Firefly, and it's what Stetson Bennett's been using to keep his arm fresh all season long. So next thing you know, I'm getting a million. T- of course you are. All of our athletic <laughs> what the heck, Jake, you didn't tell me we could use this on the upper extremity and all this stuff. So um, I'm having to make sure that people know, uh, again, we don't have clinical research. It's anecdotal as in it's just been feedback. But if you, you know, if you want to try it as a healthcare professional or as a strength coach that you want to, you know, implement it with your athletes, we've had a lot of great feedback. We have a lot of baseball programs, a lot of quarterbacks, um, a lot of teams using it, having, you know, good, good success. The feedback is basically, you know, we can stimulate the nerve in the arm. It affects the whole arm. We get a little flutter in the hand, but it's not a aggressive stem. So my athletes don't feel like it would fatigue them. You know, they're still wearing it for about two to four hours post-practice or post-game. Yeah, no, I mean, I used it for uh, <clears throat> any of my guys that had beat up shoulders, right? Like same thing or for quarterback um, doing a lot of throwing. So, I mean, I, I was definitely one of those guys that was like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I had heard something, but I'm like, hey. Like Might as well. I, I get, yeah, it was literally like, okay, if it works on the leg, can it work on the arm? 